Paul writing to the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16 through verse 18. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me, what is my reward then? Verily that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. And I want to minister this thought to you today. The sin of silence. The sin of silence. Father, we praise you. We glorify you, O God. We magnify your glorious name, O Lord God. For great is thy faithfulness. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay with us, O God, this morning, O God. Lead us and guide us with understanding and solidness, O God, in your word today. We truly appreciate, God, all you do for us. In Jesus' name. And you may be seated. The sin of silence. One of the things about Christendom that we find is that some folks will talk your ear off on the phone. But when it comes time to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's like they're a dead church mouse. <laughs> they won't say a thing. They have opportunities. You've heard the story, I'm sure, about the man was sitting at home and uh, he heard a knock on his door and uh, the knock came and the man got up and went to the door and he opens the door and he says to the man on the other side, what are you and who are you? He says, I'm opportunity. And the man slams the door in his face and he goes back in his house and he sits down and the knock comes again a few minutes later and the man opened the door. And he says, who are you? And the guy says, I'm opportunity. The man says, I thought you only knocked once. He says, yes, but it's a slow day. We will have an opportunity. God will open doors. Uh, the writer of Hebrews, the Lord says, I have set before you an open door and no man can shut. Uh, and while we have an opportunity, we must seize every opportunity that God has given us to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says in Romans 1, 15 through 17, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. So, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Uh, Paul realized that he had a debt uh, that he needed to pay. What about you and I? What about us? Uh, don't 
we have a debt uh, for what God has done for us, how he has delivered us, uh, how he has brought us out of darkness uh, unto the marvelous light uh, to share with others what God has done for you and for me. As the songwriter says, uh, he paid a debt uh, he did not owe. I owe a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. For Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. We are under obligation to preach the gospel to the whole world by the whole church. David says in Psalms 116, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all the people. What can I give back to God? I'll take the cup of salvation. In other words, I'll take that Acts 2.38 promise and I'll go forth and I'll preach this truth of deliverance in the gospel and salvation to all people. I will not hold my tongue. I will declare the glory of the Lord God Almighty. I will share what God has done for me. Paul says, we are epistles written and known by all men. Amen. We must be read by people as they see us. They must be able to read that God is in you, the hope of glory. The Psalms that says in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who daily devoted us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. We have an obligation by the whole church to go and cry and to declare the glory of the Lord God Almighty. Now is not the time to be silent. Now is the time to declare to a lost and dying world, amen, that Jesus saves. Here, amen, I've heard the glorious vow. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Spread the news all around. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. The Lord said through the prophet Ezekiel, amen, in the third chapter and the 16th verse, and it came to pass at the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman to the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the words of my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from the wicked ways to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thy hands. Yet, if thou warn the wicked that he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked ways, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay stumbling blocks before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thy 
hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sins not, and he have not sinned, he shall surely live, because he is warned. Also thou hast delivered thy soul. Amen. We have an obligation to go share the truth of the matter of Almighty God. Life and death is in the power of your tongue and my tongue. If we be silent, then they're going to die. But if we share the gospel, at least they have an opportunity to hear the living message from the Word of God. Paul said, Luke wrote in Acts 16, that when Paul got his vision to come over into Macedonia, he said they assumed at that point that God had called them into Macedonia to preach the gospel to a people that had not heard. With our mouths, we can bring life, and that more abundantly. We can speak life, we can bring life, or we can seek silence and let them die. But know this, God says, if they die in their sins, I will hold you responsible because you did not share the truth of the gospel. It's a sin to keep silent when you have the answer to life's problems. Paul writing to the church at Romans 10, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? The whole church has been sent. Mark 16, the Lord says, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You don't need a pulpit to preach the gospel. Everywhere you go, there's an opportunity. There's a door that is open for you to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You must not have the heart of Jonah and turn and go the other way. Amen. When God is sending you to Nineveh, when God is sending you to a place, God has called you to this place for such a time as this. And it's time for you and I to settle in our hearts that we're going to preach the word of God. We're going to tell them all about his troubles. And we're going to let them hear the faded cry. We're going to shout it from the housetop. We're going to shout it in the streets. We're going to shout it in the cities. We're going to shout it in our homes. We're not going to keep silence when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. For therein is the power of God revealed from faith to faith. uh, Because the just uh, has got to live uh, by faith. Amen. It might be a drastic measure that you're going to take, but you've got to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Don't be like Jonah and go the other way and find yourself uh, in the belly of a whale. Amen. But go and let God worry about the details. If he sends you, go and just share what you feel God is telling you to share. It don't have to be a long message. You just might be able to pray for somebody. But share the truth 
of God's love and His mercy and His compassion and see what God will do in it all. Jeremiah says, I'm not going to speak in that name anymore. Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 20, he says, I'm not going to speak in the name of the Lord anymore. He was beginning to get discouraged. He was beginning to realize he was going through things in his life. Seemed like everybody he was telling, they was rejecting. Everything Jeremiah was saying about the Lord, they was rejecting him. They was kicking it back. Jeremiah says, I'm not going to talk about God anymore to him. They just keep rejecting it. He says, but there was something inside of me. He says, the word was like fire shut up in my bones, and I couldn't stay. I had to still tell him, what said the Lord? You might feel a little discouraged today. You might feel, Pastor, I've told everybody I've come in contact with. I'm trying to do the best that I can, but they're not listening. Don't give up. There's a word in there for somebody. Somebody's going to hear what that saith the Lord. Amen. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, which we preach. That is the word of faith. Amen. You've got to share the truth of the gospel. Now is not the time to be silent. Solomon says, and I know, he said there's a time to speak and there's a time to keep silent. But now is not the time. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Now is not the time to stay silent. Now is the time to speak against sin. Now is the time to exalt and to elevate and to edify the hurting bodies. Now is the time to wake up the sleeper. Now is the time to preach truth, righteousness, and holiness. Now is the time to reach repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Now is the time to build up the brokenhearted, the despondent, and the disheartened. Now is the time to go in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now is not the time to keep silent. The world is turned upside down. They're looking for the answer. We've been, the church has been silent too long. <clears throat> it is time, amen, to get busy. And now it's time to put your hand to the plow and not look back. Now, amen, because Satan wants you to be silent. He wants the church to be silent. You see, he wants the church to be silent. And that's why everything you hear is all about hate. He wants to hate one another. Amen. He wanted people to make you hateful. Amen. So you can't speak the word of God. He's trying to divide us through racism. Don't let yourselves be deceived. He's trying to silence the church to make you think you're not good enough. You don't know enough. All you need to know is your testimony. What God has done for you. How he's brought you out of darkness to the marvelous light. That's all you need to know. Nobody can dispute what God has done for you. He's trying to silence the church through fear and anxiety and panic attack. But don't 
don't give in. Stand strong. Son of man, woman of man, God, give them warning. Tell them what God has done for you. Good, my goodness, now is acceptable time. Praise God. Isaiah says in Isaiah 6, chapter 6, we said the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the serpents, each of his six wing, and with twain they covered their face, with twain they covered their feet, and with twain they did fly, and they cried one to another, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, and the posts of the door moved, and him that cried in the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips, for I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the serpents unto me, having a live cold in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar, and he placed it upon my mouth, and he said unto me, This has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is removed, and thy sins is purged. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who will go for us, and whom shall I send? Then said I, Hear my Lord, send me. And he says, Go and tell this people, Hear thee, but understand not. See thee, perceive not. Make their hearts fat and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert and be healed. And I said, Lord, how long? He says, Until the city be without inhabitants, and the house be without men, and the earth, amen, be utterly desolate. And I will remove man fall from it, and there'll be a great forsaken in the land, but there'll be a tent, and they'll return and eat their end, as the teal tree and the oak tree, whose substance are in them, when they cast forth their leave, so shall the holy seed be the substance therein. God says, I'll be the substance in the earth. You just go preach. You just don't stop until I have done what I says. How long shall I preach until Jesus Jesus comes again every day. Tell him about Jesus. Every hour, tell him about Jesus. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Amen. Be holy, for I am holy. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you and to your children and to all that are fall even as many as the Lord our God shall call. We preach one God. We preach holiness. We preach righteousness. We preach baptism in Jesus name. We preach the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We preach time We preach marriage is one man and one woman. We preach abortion is wrong. We preach rape and incest is wrong. We preach drunkenness is wrong. We preach abuse is wrong. We preach the devotion of 
division is wrong. We preach compassion. We preach submission. We preach servanthood. We preach resistant temptation. We preach to love all men as God has loved us. We preach prayer. Amen. We preach. Amen. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus. The Prince of Peace is He. The everlasting Father. The King eternally. The wonderful in wisdom. By whom all things were made. The fullness of the Godhead. And Jesus is displayed. Necessity is laid upon me. Woe is to me if I don't preach the gospel. Paul says, every born again believer, the necessity is upon me. Praise God. Jesus says in Luke 13, 31, the same day came certain of the Pharisees and said to him, Get me out and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. They said, You need to get out of town. Herod is going to kill you. And Jesus said, you go tell that fox. <laughs> Amen. He said, you go tell that fox. Behold, I cast out devils and do cure today and tomorrow and the third day I'll be perfect. He says, I'm not going out of town. You can go tell him that. Amen. The devil might be trying to run you out of town, but you need to tell that old fox, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now is not the time to be silent. Now is the time to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Acts 17, verse 16. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him. When he saw the city holy given into idolatry. My goodness. Therefore dispute he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans of the Storks encountered him. And some says, what would this blabber say? Other some, he seems to be a set of forth of strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to Agapus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and says, You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitions. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this description to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship. Him declare I to you, God that made the world and all the things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with man's hands, neither is worship with men's hands, as though he need anything. 
seeing he giveth to all life and breath uh, and all things and have made uh, of one blood uh, all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth uh, and has determined the times before appointed uh, and the bounds of the earth uh, and has determined the times of appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord uh, if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us for in him we live we move we have our beings as certain also of your own poets have said for ye are also his offsprings for as much then as we are the offsprings of God we ought not to think that the Godhead is likened to gold or silver or stone or grave by art of man's devices and the time of this ignorance God winked that but now command all men everywhere to repent. Uh, Paul says, uh, you don't think the Godhead is like some idol, uh, because in him uh, dwell all the fullness uh, of the Godhead bodily. Necessity is laid upon me, and woe to me if I preach not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, for I deliver to you, Paul says, how the Christ died for our sins. Uh, he was buried, uh, and he rose again the third day according to scripture. But you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him which is called you out of darkness and to his marvelous light. Now is not the time to be silent. Necessity is laid upon me. We have a requirement and we have an obligation. The great commission has been given to every born again believer to you, the Jew and also the Greek for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith every one of you has been commissioned that when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost to go to preach the gospel to the whole world hallelujah necessity is laid upon me Woe to me if I don't share this truth of what God has done for me. Now is not the time to keep silent. Jesus, at this death, burial, and resurrection, amen, the disciples became a little bit uh, fearful. Peter says, I'm going fishing. The rest of them says, I'm going too. The next morning, they're coming in, they caught nothing. And Jesus is on the shore. He's cooked up a pan of fish. He says to them, children, have you any meat? And they says, none. He says, cast on the other side. They took 153 fish and brought them to shore. And as they dine, the Bible says that Jesus says to Peter, Simon, Son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Say, yea, Lord, I love you. He says, feed my lambs. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Say, yea, Lord, you know I love you. He says, feed my sheep. Third time, he says to him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he asked him three times, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. The Lord says, feed my sheep. 
If we love him, we got to feed him. We need to prepare to go to share the gospel. Necessity is laid upon us. But you, beloved, keep yourselves in the love of God. Build up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Some have compassion. Make a difference in somebody else's life. Others, say with fear. We know the Lord is coming. Amen. The Lord is coming. Amen. And I, and I agree with Brother DeMuth that we, we, we got it. We still, why we, we got a chance. We still need to reach. We still need to, to go after them. Every opportunity. That's why Peter says in Second Peter, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. He's coming. But notice what Peter said. He's long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish. Amen. Is God delaying the window of opportunity? Amen. We know he's coming, but but is there a prayer? Is there a prayer that's going forward? Says, God, hold on just a little bit. God, give me just one more chance. Like the man with the fig tree. You remember in the story? Jesus says, cut it down. His wife let it come of the earth. But what did he say? He says, Lord, give me one more year. Let me work with it one more year. Give me another opportunity to dig around it and don't go around it. And then, God, if you come back and ain't no fruit, then go ahead and take it down. It's God giving us a little spare time here. Amen. I remember last year God says he's coming back this year looking for some fruit. I pray we're digging. I pray we're donging. Amen. I pray we're reaching. I pray we're sharing the truth. I pray we're reaching for the lost. We're making every opportunity impact somebody else's life. Amen. To bring them out of darkness to the marvelous light. Amen. The world is turned upside down. And now is an opportunity to share the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must preach. Amen. If I love him, I have to ask myself, is my career more important than my love for him? Is my job more important than my love for him? Is my degree more important than for love for him? I've got to share this truth. Amen. The biggest sin there ever is going to be is to have this truth and to keep silent. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Necessity is laid upon me. Praise God. Paul stood in the mix of Mars Hill. He had enough of it. I mean, what an old song says, I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire, burning in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Get a zeal. Opportunities. Doors of opportunities is always open around you. Even if it's all your own loved ones, the doors of opportunity is open. Share. Drop a seed. Just drop a seed. If all you say is him is, I want you to know that Jesus loves you more than you can ever fathom. And he loves you. He died for you. Share something. Tell him something. You know, about the love of God. Let the seed get in there. If it get in, 
and it dies, it's going to bring forth fruit. Amen. Son of man, notice what he says in Ezekiel. You got to give them warning. You don't want them to die in their sins. Because he holds us responsible. So let's seize every opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Amen. I know it's just us here this morning. Amen. But amen. Let's commit ourselves. Amen. To sharing this truth of the gospel of Christ. Let's spend some time having a little talk with the Lord this morning. Ask God, what do you, what do you, where do you want you to go? What do you want you to do? Who do you want? He wants you to talk to. Amen. He goes before us to make the way straight. So let's let Jesus have his way a little bit this morning. Now is not the time to be silent. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Praise God.